This is Vikes Life, the podcast for all things Vikings lifestyle. Because it's all about you, the fans. What's up, fans? Welcome to another episode of the Vikes Life podcast. I'm Alexa Score, joined by Felicia Johnson and Jackie Collins. And we're coming at you from the TCO studios at TCO Performance Center. Thanks for tuning in. This is our second episode. Last week was number one, and we got a lot of love, a lot of good feedback. We even got a little bit of hate mail, which... We've mean, made it. means we've made it. You I have mean, a hater, you've made it. Exactly. So <laughs> we appreciate all of you for tuning in again. And we have another fun episode coming up today covering all kinds of Vikings lifestyle news. And we'll be joined by a Minnesota sports legend. A voice show. you're very familiar with. That's right. Hate him or love him. We're having him on. But first, let's talk about Sunday. Quick game recap. Big win versus the Dolphins. 41-17 to at U.S. Bank Stadium. The three of us were there. Felicia, you and I were on the sidelines for most of the game. We were. Jackie, you were up in the booth. I was. Well, the press box. The press box, watching everything go down from up top. Um, It was good to be back home, I'll tell you that much. It was nice to be back at U.S. Bank Stadium. It was awesome. The place was rocking, as always. A lot of holiday spirit and cheer. Everyone was pretty pumped up. When I was running around filming for On Board with Alexa Score, um, I saw a lot of fun costumes. A ton of Zubas. Really? Yes. They made a comeback already. Okay, cool. I need to get my Like get noteworthy. A, a ton of Zubas. Huh. Um, on both sides. Dolphins fans really love their Zubas as well. But um, the Vikings fans definitely did not lack in that department either. One thing I noticed is that the Dolphins fans are lucky. They have such cool colors for their team. They actually have really it cool colors. It stands out. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, purple and gold is great, but man, those are some iconic Miami Dolphins colors. Well, they're just so Miami yeah, like that it makes really it are. fun, yeah. you know. Yeah, I loved it. And one thing I also noticed at U.S. Bank Stadium this past game was everyone was wearing those purple Santa skull hats. Yep. So having it be the last home game before the holidays, I thought it was pretty cool that everyone showed up and had their holiday spirit literally. Yep, everyone heads. got a purple Santa hat with skull on it, so that was very cool. Another really fun moment, so before the game started, it was probably an hour before the game, Ben Lieber and I got the opportunity to give away free Super Bowl tickets to a Vikings fan. She thought she was just getting a field pass. This was a season ticket holder. Her name is Lisa Allison, and Ben and I walked over to her and um, she's kind of like, hey guys, like what's happening? <laughs> Ben's like, are you, ha- are you Lisa? Are you having fun? How is it? And she's like, what's going, what's about to happen? And he's like, we're here to give you two tickets to the Super Bowl. That's so and cool. And flights and hotel stay. And she was elated. I mean, totally she floored. was floored. She started crying and then she's like, and it's my birthday. And we're like, what? Perfect timing. Perfect. That was so great. Oh, my gosh. I was getting goosebumps. I wanted to cry. And then I also wanted to make friends with her because she's got two tickets. Yeah, you're like, can I be your (laughs) plus one to that little soiree? I mean, hopefully we just get to go on our own. But if not, right, I'd like to go with you. Absolutely. So all fun things and a big W. Yeah, definitely. 41 points. I can't hate that. Heck, yeah. On to Skull Social. We had some fun social media moments um, this past weekend. Lil B giving us his blessing. Jackie, can you please tell the world 
who Lilby is and why this specific blessing is important? Yes. This is my favorite topic, possibly, of the entire season. Um, <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar, Lilby, who also is known as the Based God, um, is popular on Twitter. He's a rapper, but I think he's more well-known for his curses that he puts on athletes. Not like Not, swearing curses. No, like... like like spells. mystical, magical, yeah, yes, yeah, spell. So he's put a curse on James Harden and Kevin Durant at one point, and basically, <laughs> he was mad at James Harden because you know how he does that like cooking dance, yep. kind of. Yep. Um, apparently, Lil B thinks he stole it from him. Like Lil B created. Okay. That. Oh. So a little he, animosity there. He put he put a curse on James Harden, and I mean, has he won an NBA championship no. since the curse? He has no. not. He has not. So. On Saturday, Lil B tweeted, you know, shout out to the Vikings. And we won the next day. So, so coincidence? Oh, my gosh. I, I think don't know. not. Yeah, I don't think so. Lil and, B, thank you. And then he slid into the Vikings DMs and said that he wants to come back, come and hang out in, in Minnesota. So there's... T-Y-B-G. Off. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know what that meant either. It means thank you, Bay Scott. So he, <laughs> he's apparently a Vikings fan, which is very interesting. Hey, and we'll a, take him. Yeah, we'll take any luck we he's can He's a get. David Morgan fan, too. Really? Oh. Yeah. He told I mean, me, like, shout out to David be? Morgan. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. David Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's T-Y-D-M. how it works, but... <laughs> I mean, if we he just got made a little B on, if he, he got a little B on our team, then we have to say, you know, thank you, David Morgan, as well. Pretty um, fun moment. I love that. Another fun thing happening in social is the My Cause, My Cleats initiative where um, 48 players had special cleats made specific to their each cause or story, um, whether that was a personal story or just something that they're passionate about. So there were a lot of custom, really neat cleats, and um, the Vikings put together a video. You can see it on Vikings.com where you see each player receiving their cleats, opening it up, seeing them for the first time, and then explaining a little bit why it meant so much to them. Yeah, this is a really cool moment for players because it's one of the only opportunities they get to wear custom cleats during a game. And the fact that it gets to be for a good cause and all of that money goes to their charities is really fun. And I know the players got into it. And we'll put a couple of our favorites in the show notes too so you can see just a few up-close examples of the designs. But uh, again, another really cool initiative that the NFL puts on that the players really got behind. And an opportunity for them a number of them to really open up and you get to hear their story. Mm -hmm. Jackie and I were talking um, before we recorded today and saying, you know, a lot of times athletes just get, you know, kind of labeled and sometimes like almost dehumanized, like, well, you're just an athlete. Well, they have very few opportunities to really open up and say, well, actually, I'm affected by this. Actually, I'm really passionate about this. Actually, this means a lot to me. So it was really cool to see some of those players, you know, who maybe you haven't seen yeah. Um, opening up and being vulnerable, you know, tell a little bit about their story. Digs with the American Heart Association. And then another one that I really liked was Kentrell Brothers talking about his mom. His mom has a de- yeah. disease that I was completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that was just a cool moment. It's so, eye-opening. Yeah, definitely. And these, so. these guys are given a platform and an opportunity to talk about it and to use, use their reach and their um, influence for good. So that's really cool to see. So Most we'll post deaf. a few of those in the show notes. Additionally, fans can bid on them, some of the game-worn cleats, at nflauction.nfl.com. And all of the money goes to those specific charities. So get a pair for yourself. Christmas presents. There we go. Yes. You can buy me a 
a Christmas present there. If yeah, you want. feel free to send them. We'll give you <laughs> we'll give you the address to the TCO Performance <laughs> Center. <laughs> send them our way. In local social news, there was some awesome fan art up. Kelly Kicks got a gift for her boyfriend for their one year anniversary, and it was kind of this um, cartoon poster. But it was really well done, and it was of them in front of U.S. Bank Stadium because they went on their first date at U.S. Bank Stadium, and then they spent their one-year anniversary there. And in between, they've kind of done all these different things at U.S. Bank Stadium, whether it's games or concerts or different events. So that poster was pretty cool, and we'll, we'll definitely post that on the page. Fan art is a big deal, and we get a lot of it at the Vikings, but that one was really well done and really cool. So shout-out to whoever made that. We'll put that in the show notes as well. But it's fun to hear the stories, especially of people that met at U.S. Bank Stadium and then see their, their journey uh, basically as it relates to the Vikings. Yeah. It's cute. It's super cute. And I know it's only their one-year anniversary, but I kind of smell another Vikings baby name coming yeah, along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's Someone's, it going to be? We got Thielen now. Someone <laughs> needs to name their kid Diggs. I there know people go. name their dogs Diggs. <laughs> Try to say that five times fast, but... Whoever names their baby Diggs, please message Let us. us. Know. Use hashtag Vikes Life and share your story because we want to know about it. There was a cute video put up by a fan named Matthew McCarthy. His handle is at mmccarthy83. And it was he and his daughter doing a little touchdown dance, a matching touchdown dance. So that was kind of fun seeing them get into it. Diggs has his signature move now where he puts one hand on his stomach and one hand out to the left and kind of does a little shimmy shake. And we're all doing it in People the People are right catching now. on. Yeah, <laughs> you can't see us doing it, but I'm trying. <laughs> I like switch my arms around. Um, yeah, that's super cute. Um, thanks for sharing that with us, Matthew. But we'll put that in the show notes just so you can see it. Um, another person that has a really cool touchdown dance is Aldrick Robinson. I... In the mirror in my own home have tried <laughs> to do it. And I am the worst dancer. Like, it's not it's not good. It's embarrassing. But he has some moves. He has and some moves. Even in his touchdown celebration this past Sunday, he was trying to teach Diggs how to do it, too. So, you know, the two, like, dancers on the field. Um, so that was a really funny moment. But he's got some moves that I think are sneaky. But that's... We might have to get him in here to a little tutorial. We'll film it. <laughs> I heard on the Wobcast that he is part of a bowling league here locally, Aldrick Robinson. So he is like a secret bowler, and he's really good, apparently. That makes two of us. Yeah, <laughs> I love bowling. You guys are well aware of that. Um, another cool touchdown celebration, Dalvin, when he handed the ball off and let Elfline spike it yeah. into outer space. <laughs> that was really cool. There's a hole in U.S. Bank Stadium ceiling right now. <laughs> yeah, the ground and the ceiling. For sure, there's a divot. Dalvin uh, also jumped into the audience. He did kind of like the Lambo leap, but Viking style. Yeah. And he kind of jumped up into the crowd, which was pretty fun, too. So Dalvin had a lot of time running. in the end zone. He would have just ran right up the stairs and right out the stadium. <laughs> and he could have. Yeah, just stay inside, Dalvin. <laughs> Turn around. We're back here. We need you back on the field so you can continue to score, which he did, in- indeed. We are so, so, so excited for our next guest. He's definitely one of... A fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. He's my favorite, personally. He's our favorite. We share a lot of funny moments with him. It's none other than PA on the mic, Paul Allen. Voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Voice of the Vikes. Let's bring him in. (laughs) 
We've got PA Paul Allen in the house. Voice of the Vikes, but pretty much the voice of Minnesota sports in general. And if you don't know him, then you're not really a sports fan. So what's up, PA? Come on. That's very nice of you. Thank you. We're just pumping your tires here. Hi, ladies. How, um, how's the for. podcast world going? Uh, pretty good so far. Excellent. So far, so good. Good. Um, Thank I'm, you for having me. You're welcome. I actually have a question for you. When's the last time you were outnumbered by women in the recording <laughs> studio? Oh, my God. In the recording studio? <laughs> yeah. Specifically on air. Uh, well, we have three. Uh, we have Alexa. We have beloved F. And we have a Jackie Collins. Uh, so, yeah, it's the, the, uh, the ratio is fantastic right now, and I'm just very privileged to be here. Well, we're happy you're wow. here as well. right out of the gate. <laughs> Coming in Nice up. job, girls. <laughs> we did a little research and gathered some questions from social media. The fans always have questions for you. You are a character that everyone is curious about. Right. Felicia. A cartoon character, some would say. <laughs> Less cartoon, more just... Yeah, it's like it's like I live my life with a big bubble coming out of my <laughs> mouth with words. Like, a, <laughs> like one eyebrow, three chins, a bubble, then and he's loose. You're like a living emoji. Yeah. Like... Some people have their Bitmoji that they like design, yeah. but for PA, he, he doesn't like need it's, one. he doesn't need one. Yeah, I need he a snap a filter <laughs> to better relate to the kids. I need to be a human snap filter. We can make that happen, actually. I know you, you can. I know you can. Okay, should we get to it? We what? have some questions from people um, on social media. So, question yes, question one comes from Sarah Chivers. She says, "Does your voice ever get recognized when you're ordering food at hmm. a drive-through?" Uh, yes, it does. Um, I'm not. Um, I'm not a big drive-through guy, contrary to what you're looking at now. Um, I'm more of a caribou coffee guy. Okay. So um, in Eden Prairie, at uh, the the caribou, I will drive through. Maybe it's because I've met the people now. But um, yeah, every so often, uh, my voice will get recognized. I hear it all the time I know. when I'm listening to K Fan. Probably and then too I'm, much. I'm probably listening to it while I'm looking at you at work, and I'm like, man, I just get surround sound yeah. PA all the time. Yeah. So what you're saying is I'm overexposed. No, not even. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of you. Oh, sweet. Um. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you what your favorite drive-through is, but obviously your answer is Caribou, so I don't need to. Yeah, I'm a coffee guy. I'm a coffee snob. Okay. I like. Um, well, I like. It's good, a good one. Good, you're... rich, bold, dark coffee. You're, you're preaching. Good to company. the quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love our caribou as well. All right. This Thank one, you, Sarah. This one comes from Brian81275. Right. As opposed to 76. Is this Twitter? This is Instagram. Okay. Um, Insta, as F would call it. That's what I call it. IG, baby. Um, this one's pretty generic, but we're all curious. Your favorite Viking of all time? That's a very, very difficult question. Um, I've, I've called games for the team for 17 years. I've lived here since 98. So in essence, I've been covering the team since 98. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to answer because I've just, I've come across so many, not only good players, but real human beings. Like, you know, if you say favorite Viking to, to, to Brian or, or whomever's listening now, yep. you're going to get a lot of with the old schoolers, Bud Grant, Fran Tarkenton, you know, then um, uh, Randy Moss, Chris sure. Carter. And while I respect and like those guys, uh, most of them personally, at least the ones I've met, somebody like, like when you said that, Chad Greenway comes to mind. Sure. You know, Chad and I, Chad and I were very close when he was on the team. We're still very close now. Text and talk more than people know. On the, um, on the current team, 
Marcus Sherrills is definitely one of my very favorites. Uh, Soft-spoken Marcus and I kind of have a Sunday thing, um, a routine that we go through that, you know, that for, uh, for um, you know, another, not having another way to put it, pretty spiritually sound with each other. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Marcus and I are close. I like David Morgan a lot. Uh, Corey Chavis from back in the day, you know, he he's one of my favorites. Antoine Winfield, Ben Lieber, you know, there it's I could just go on and on because I, I've just I've I've met so many people and and I do the job in a way where when they lose it upsets me the way it does because I've not only become close with the players and or the coaches, but like Felicia, Alexa, other people who work with the program. And I know how much work you guys put in to do what you do to assist not only with the football club, but, you know, for the the coaches and players, the winning and losing. And I feel bad. I feel bad for those people when uh, when they lose. Norv Turner would be another one. Mike Zimmer would be another one. Uh, Mike Tice would be in that. And uh, current offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski and I have been really, really good friends for 14, 15 years. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a community thing, right? So mm-hmm. when the team loses, it's like the community kind of lo- this oh, yeah. group of people, you mm-hmm. know, statewide. Not to mention, yeah, I mean, not just the people within the organization, no but doubt, the whole state. We all right. lose. So well, know- from a fan base standpoint, I mean, given the team plays once a week, you know, and and we we have or, or, or fans will have personal and or professional lives, you know. But when the Vikings roll around, it's that it's that Sunday, Monday, or Thursday diversion. Where if, you know, say you have a problematic 15-year-old daughter or things are not going as well at work as you want them to go, well, you, you can compartmentalize for three or four hours on a Sunday, Monday, or Thursday and just forget about it. Your escape. Yeah, it's your escape. So yeah. therefore, with that diversion, when things don't go well, the fan base definitely feels it. Yeah. Definitely. I've said that a lot about even just us being on social media, we get to be the breath of fresh air between like yeah. news articles and just weather news and sad stuff. Like we get to finally be that break in every Wednesday where we all get to no come doubt. together. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't go our way, but we at least have one thing to rally around, which is great. Ain't no doubt. Most stuff. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you play sports growing up? Yes, I played basketball. I played football, baseball, basketball, and tennis. Um, I went to high school in the Los Angeles area at a school called Glendora High School. I'm from Washington, D.C., so up until 79 when I was 13. um, I played a lot of basketball and baseball in the Washington, D.C. area. Then um, in high school or junior college, um, I pretty much focused on basketball and tennis. Um, I I punted and played a little bit of football, but um, basketball and tennis would be my preferred two. So you were all over the place, I love doing that. all kinds yes. of things too, right. all kinds of activities. Mm-hmm. Felicia, I got another my- social question. Actually, I have two for you. Okay. Um, one is from Dave Wentold on Twitter at Wentold. He says, "Hey, P on the mic. Compare and contrast your pre-race Canterbury preparation with your pre-game Vikings preparation." Well, that's an excellent question because this um, calling Vikings games where I started in 2002. This is my first play-by-play job at any level. And I auditioned for it. I initially lost. And then uh, they came back to me in 2002 and gave me the job. And, and, and I've held it ever since. So this being my first play-by-play job, I didn't, I didn't travel around the country listening to other people's styles. I never went to college. I went to junior college for five years. So I'm not, you know, Syracuse, Northwestern, Missouri trained. So therefore, 
what what you hear and what you get is completely me. Totally your style. Yeah, yep. for better or for worse. People love that. From a racetrack announcing standpoint, given I have called races for a quarter century, um, I came into the job with the ability to build a crescendo. Alexa and Felicia on the outside. Here comes Jackie Collins. Alexa, Felicia, Jackie, they hit the wire together. <laughs> Boom. And plays are, are crescendo building. Cousins takes the snap, fakes a handoff to Cook, fires deep to Thielen. So I had the crescendo building down. But some of the um, some of the catchphrases that people around the NFL seem to like, I brought straight from horse racing. So, therefore, that plays into who I am, how I do it, and, you know, nobody else does it that way. So, again, for better or for worse, it's mine. Was the horse racing thing from the West Coast, was that a California thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, um, I'm a newspaper writer by trade. In 89 to 93, I covered horse racing and high school sports for a Southern California newspaper called the Pasadena Star News. And, um, and that's how I got into horse racing. Then I became a racetrack announcer in the San Francisco area in 1993, started at Canterbury and Shakopee in 95. Very cool. That probably leads into one of the fan questions that you got of where certain words came from, too. Yeah, a lot of comments about boom. Yeah. Boom. What is it? Where'd it come from? Well, that's a great question. Um, I don't exactly know. Um, <laughs> I, and I don't even know if I've done it all of my career, but if you just think of the kicker approaching the ball and banging it, boom, <laughs> it kind of starts everything. Yeah. So then from hey, there. kind of like a horse race, right? Exactly. Boom. And they're yeah. racing. It's kind of the <laughs> uh, the horse racing version of that. But um, but so then you have the boom, but then, then it gives me the opportunity with the ball in the air to tie in that game and whatever is in the air. So the ball's in the air, but so is the Vikings radio network. It's in the air. So, boom, Vikings in Seattle on Monday Night Football is in the air. And I think it's a cool way to start things. And so does everyone else. It's, it's very awesome. I know, right? So you're a big voice and a and a big character. We've already talked about that, but when's last... Did you just try to imitate my voice? No. You said you're a big voice. Well, I was trying to make a big voice, but yeah. Yeah. You got one. <laughs> it's just not as big as yours. It's fantastic. When's the last time you felt intimidated? Um, Intimidated personally or professionally? Oh, let's go professionally. I um, mean, you're you're very good at what you do. And well, in, in intimidation, I don't know if that's exactly... If I've really ever felt intimidated, not like a week in a weak way, yeah. But like there, I mean, from an anticipation standpoint or an adrenaline standpoint, you know, it's there will be certain times that I will get a little wound up during games. Um, I will take things personally if they're not going the way I feel they should go, or you know, the the way they should go for the Vikings. What one thing, you know, with which I've become comfortable over the years, you know, and, and this this really would be advice for young broadcast broadcasters, podcasters, whomever, is if you make a mistake, don't belabor it. Move past it. Because I make mistakes. I mean, I probably made a handful of mistakes in the um, uh, the Vikings' victory over Miami, whether it's bad identification of a running back, a tackler, or whatever, where that used to wear me down a little bit. Um, and it's not like it's not like I accept mistakes, but it, it's not really as daunting or intimidating as it used to be. Sure. Well, I mean, it's very human. It'd be hard to go a whole career without making mistakes. But it's also like sports where, hey, you have a bad play. Yeah. There's no use carrying it into the next well, one. Well, I come into every game um, hoping for a no-hitter. 
And, and I don't know if I've ever had one. I guess that would be up to the audience. But I put so much time into this, and I care about it so much. I don't, I don't do it. I, I do it for those who are listening. I mean, I do it, of course, because it's one of my career. It's part of my career. It's one of my jobs. But I do it thinking about those who are taking time to listen to me, and I want to satisfy them, and I want them to be stimulated, and I want those who are in the NFL listening to me during the course of a game, I want them to hear me and say, whoa, that was pretty good. You know, clearly, not only does he know what he's talking about, but he's dialed in with coaches and or players, and he can turn a phrase. Sure, and you're creating this whole experience. Not right. just providing the information, but creating this entertainment experience yeah. for I'm trying. fans and other people, you know, around the NFL. Yeah. Felicia, you got any other fan questions for him? Um, I do have one fan question from probably your biggest fan. It's someone you might know. His name is Mike Wabshaw. Oh, yeah. At Wabby. Yeah, Wasika Wabby. Yeah, <laughs> just a little guy that we, yeah, we right. work with around here. Yeah, we call him Slim. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and I'm guessing that this is a troll tweet, but okay. we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Can you define serendipity and explain <laughs> it? Explain the time it factored into your Yeah, that's career. awesome. And and I would expect that from Wabi. Uh, he is my road statistician and has been for several years, and he's very good at it. And he's been in the booth with me, I believe, since 2011. So he has the headphones on for all of my calls. And, and he's probably heard me say serendipity or serendipitous <laughs> no fewer than 60 times over like seven or eight years. It's a great word. So serendipity is technically it is when something positive transpires from a negative. So Alexa's back to pass, fires over the middle for Jackie Collins. Oh, it's off Jacqueline's fingertips, but into the awaiting arms of Felicia Johnson. So Thanks, something <laughs> bad happened in that Jackie took the pigskin-related L by not bringing it in, but there was F to bring it in, sure. and we get a first down. Yeah. That would be a serendipitous connection. I love that. Okay, Thank you. speaking of Wabi, mm -hmm. I have the pleasure of traveling with you both to most road games. Mm -hmm. um, and you two are just, I love traveling with you guys because it's always fun. And I know you guys have your own traditions and superstitions. Correct. So what is one thing that either you alone or both you and Wabi are superstitious about or something that you pack with you or something that you're just, you are always mindful to do on the road? Superstitions, I can't speak for him. I have none. Um, some of some of our road routines absolutely involve when we uh, when we get on the charter flight. Uh, operations always has us sitting next to each other. Yep. Uh, if we're three across, we're going to be next to each other. If there's an open seat, we're going to be in the same aisle. Uh, we play hangman every every road trip. I hear it from three rows ahead of you, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know the word. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> when we uh, when we are flying to a destination, uh, we play hangman every single trip. And we have for many, many years. So that um, that's definitely a tradition that we have. And we, you know, Mike and I are very close. And uh, we have a lot of respect for each other. We compliment each other. We help each other. And, um, you know, I think one of the keys, even at this stage of my career, is, is being open-minded when somebody has a suggestion or idea that's not mine. So I've become, I've become very thick-skinned over the years. I mean, if you crack open Twitter, 
during um, and or after a game call, uh, Paul Allen sucks, Paul Allen's a homer, Paul Allen's the best ever, he's better than so-and-so, whatever. We feel you. Yeah, we, I get we, it. We got our first hater. We no. actually we did. Just, yeah. We did. Who could so hate we, two lovely well, ladies no, like you? We were like, we know that we made it after one episode because yeah. we, have we have our hater. first hater. Yeah. It's a badge like, of honor. Yeah. Wear it proudly, PA. You know, but working uh, working with Wobby and those with the Vikings Entertainment Network, it's very, it's very tightly, it's very tightly knit in that I'm the play caller. So I'm the one that's establishing the tone. Then you have the analyst, Pete Bursich. But with us, we have statisticians, David Koob, Mike Wabshaw, spotter Eric Nordquist, Chad Abbott, Chris Hockey, Jared Wells, our technical guidance. And, you know, if they if they have a suggestion for a route of attack that they think will make it sound better, then I definitely will listen to it and I mostly will use it. Uh, because it's not, you know, I don't, I've never been a big believer, whether you're a coach with the Vikings, whether you're a player making decisions, uh, you're part of management here or anywhere or whatever. I, I don't believe I have all of the right ideas. I like my ideas. I know I put a lot of time into it. But if somebody has something that's going to complement uh, the broadcast or compliment what I'm doing nine to noon or whatever, then I'm certainly going to listen to it. And Mike's very good with that. Yeah. And you both have been so great with our podcast too. So we appreciate your guidance. Obviously. Right on. Definitely. Sure. And I'm sure it's one of those things where you're taking everyone's um, input in, but you're putting your own spin on things. It's still coming with yeah. the PA flair with, you know, your, your personal style on it. So it's right. never just doing what someone else says. One sure. more question. Yeah. That's it. One more. Okay. Well, at least it's for like me. the highlight I, of my day right now. I could I could ask you personal questions for you can hours. Ask me whatever you we're want. We're gonna have to get cut off. We're gonna have to bring sleeping bags next time and have yeah. a little sleepover, slumber party. And um, <laughs> is it true? And I don't know if I've heard this or seen this that you and Wabi FaceTime like every day. Yeah, pretty much every day. Okay. Um, when um, you know, early in the morning when I'm at K Fan or and he just arrives here at TCO Performance Center. Yeah, we um. We are more into FaceTiming with each other than just simply texting and or talking on the phone. I think this originated with a phone that I had three, four, or five years ago where the earpiece stopped working. So the only way I could hear things was via speaker. That's so good. So therefore, I'm around a lot of people, and you know, here's Wabi, quirky Wabi, calling me, wanting to talk about stuff that I don't want anybody else to hear. So eventually, we just went the FaceTime route, and you know maybe it's because I'm 52. Maybe it's because I'm a little more old school than a lot of people. Um, I'm consciously trying to spend less time on my phone, uh, simply because there are just times I become too obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And 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 this is this is cliche. I mean, you know, people say it or or covet it or desire it all the time. But it's just it's our generation. It's this generation where. You know, it's just, it's overbearing and it's just sometimes, it's exhausting just keeping up with stuff. It so, wears you out. Right. Absolutely. And I, so instead of just constantly texting Wabi or anybody, I like to FaceTime. I FaceTime my kids every single day and, um, and I like to actually see somebody when I'm talking to them, even if it's a truncated conversation or if it's an elongated conversation, I would prefer to see somebody. Yeah. We we agree. I mean, you're preaching to the choir for social media. We do it every day, and it's right. It's a double edged sword for us. But hopefully, the stuff that we make is fun. And well, gives you're people, in a tough spot. You're, you're in a tough spot excitement. because it's your job, and you're right. very good at it. And it's your career, and you also, I would imagine, always are looking for unique routes and or angles to things that may not be, either be up to snuff or being done here. Yeah. So yep. you, you got to be on a lot, which means. When you're home and you're chilling, 
see, for me, I can jump into the sinkhole and recline and 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 lose my reality for 20 minutes on Twitter, right, or on the internet, on yep. via social media. For you guys, that's blurred a very, lines. That's a very difficult spot. It is, but I mean, there's worse jobs I could have, so I, Ain't it's no doubt. definitely a blessing. Yeah, right. Just hard to clock out when oh, you're yeah. always consuming, and right. that's part of your job. So you're really analyzing everything that you're taking, and not just like looking at it to numb your mind. Right. Hundred percent. I yeah, agree. Which I do in the mornings. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm up generally five or five fifteen, and when I'm up, it's quiet. Uh, kids are sleeping, everything's relaxed, and I will jump right on Twitter. And that's where I will just slow roll through things that interest me. I'll then go to the notifications, see if there's anything there that that interests me. And that's that's kind of every day how I jumpstart my day. That's like when you're little, you read the back of the cereal box in the morning as you're eating the cereal. <laughs> yeah. Twitter, to me, is the, the digital cereal box I love that, that you go through right. every day. Yeah. Right, you kind of like miss your mouth yeah. with the right. spoon, and like you've a read it probably comes down fifty times, right. and like you just want to read it again because you, it's it's all the same. Yeah, every day, but right? You just can't. Yeah, I stay I stay off of uh, Twitter and and off of so that that's the I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram. So for me, it's all Twitter. Uh, but I stay off of it a lot during the day. I may you know like like say. I'm taping the TV show Vikings Game Plan, and we're done with that. Then I'm waiting to sit down with the head coach, Mike Zimmer, for the radio show X's and O's. If I have an extraneous four to eight minutes, then I may page through things. But I've gotten a lot better at, during the course of my workday, staying away from distractions. Yeah, so take that, trolls. (laughs) (laughs) He's not listening to you. Mm -hmm. But you have to listen to him because he's everywhere. Stop that. They choose to listen. (laughs) Yeah, hey, they're still listening, I'll tell you that. Um, What is most exciting for you right now in what you're doing, in the sports that you're covering, Mm -hmm. in your jobs? What are you most excited about? Well, when the the Vikings win and we have 41 points like we did against Miami, that's spectacular. Uh, When Marcus Sherrill has a 70-yard punt return, that's spectacular. Uh, So the end of of, of what I genuinely and truly hope not only is a playoff season, but a team that gets hot at the right time, I really, really love that. I look forward to doing the radio show every day because I know it's Vikings intensive. Uh, but, you know, doing the radio show for KFAN with focus on the Wild, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and um, and the Vikings in the NFL this time of the year, it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun to write it. It's fun to put it together. And then, but, you know, I mean, with, with, with all due respect to those entities, when Viking season is over and I have X amount of months before I start calling races and my schedule decreases, I really enjoy that too. Um, it's a time to rest. It's a time to put uh, just absolute unadulterated focus into my 15-year-old daughter and my 18-year-old son and uh, then get ready for racing at Canterbury Kentucky Derby weekend. Well, you got to recharge and absolutely family time is important to all of us. So. Right. That is respected and appreciated by all. Sweet. Um, we so appreciate you coming in, PA. You guys I mean, are awesome. For you know, this is episode two of Vikes Life podcast, and we are so excited. But certainly, to have someone who's been doing it for so long and someone so respected in the community and Vikings organization and beyond, Thank we you. are very, very appreciative and just stoked. Absolutely. Uh, it was my you, honor Katie. to join. I wish you guys nothing but the best. And um, anytime you need anything from the announcer, uh, just uh, have beloved F text. <laughs> we'll tweet you. You're on speed yeah. dial. But okay. only if, only certain times a day. Yeah, you can at me. <laughs> okay. Some people can at me. You can. All right. Noted. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, PA. Thank you. 
Well, we certainly can't say it enough, but P.A. is just a rock star, and we're so glad that he came on, but that was so fun. Yeah, that was just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like we could talk to him for hours. This podcast would be very, very long, but hopefully we can have him back in the future and talk about some more stuff. Absolutely. For sure he will be on again, but not only is he fun to talk to, he just has such a good energy, so just being around him is always fun and funny. Yeah. He is undoubtedly a character. I have a lot of stories from being on the road with PA and I'm sure as we travel this weekend too for the game in Detroit I will have more so um, it's fun to be able to talk to him and kind of tease him and have a little fun with him too. Certainly more to come from Paul Allen on the Vikes Life podcast. Moving on to what's coming up this week we have a game this Sunday versus the Lions in Detroit. Felicia will be there. I will. On the sideline. It's at 12 noon on Fox. And, of course, KFAN, where you can listen to Paul A. Allen calling the shots, PA. There are also all sorts of community events going on this week. Players getting involved, getting out there, and making a difference. So stay tuned to Vikings.com to catch all of that content. Pro Bowl voting is now closed, but you can still vote for Kyle Rudolph for Man of the Year by tweeting hashtag WPMOY challenge Rudolph. Do it. He's already in the lead with a total of 141,000 votes, but we want to keep him there. We want this, our boy to win, and for good reason. So be sure to check out the Vikes Life section of Vikings.com for all of the stuff that we talked about today. We'll have the photos and the videos all up there, as well as some additional bonus content as well. Share your favorite stories with us on social media by hashtagging Vikes Life. This was episode two of Vikes Life with Alexa Score and Felicia Johnson, produced by Jackie Collins. Thanks for listening. Have a stellar and safe holiday, and we'll catch you next time.